0: And welcome to Population Health Plugin, a show highlighting current public health issues in our community and topics of interest to students across the university. My name is Mina Nabavi, and I'm a program manager in the Office of Public Health Practice at the University of Alabama at Birmingham's School of Public Health. I'm very excited to be joined today by Ms. Carrie Leland. Miss Leland is the Executive Director of Pathways, and Pathways is a United Way agency that serves approximately 1,600 women and children who are experiencing homelessness in the Birmingham area. Miss Leland is no stranger on Population Health Plugin. In fact, I think this is her third time on our podcast. We have invited her, um, I think, every November for the past three years Uh, as part of National Homelessness Awareness Month, which it's hard to believe, Carrie, that three years has has gone by. But we're so excited to have her back with us to talk about an exciting new program that um, they recently launched at Pathways. So Carrie, I really appreciate you being here today to talk with me about homeless children and child care. Thank you for having me. So as I was preparing for this podcast, I I read a recent news release um, that came out that said that one in 23 children in Alabama will experience homelessness before the age of six and that most of the state's homeless children in that age group are actually living in Jefferson County, which is in uh, where Birmingham is located. And that only 3% of those children have access to federally funded early childhood education. And, you know, those numbers were just really shocking to me. So to get us started, could you talk about the importance of child care and early education for young homeless children?
1: I always think to start the conversation, we need to talk about the reality of the homeless population and children within that population, which you've already pointed to the number of 1 in 23 children in Alabama will experience homelessness before the age of six. We know that families make up about one-third of the total homeless population and that that number grows each year. Uh, The 2021 point-in-time survey of the homeless population in Birmingham found that nearly 900 people experience homelessness on a given night, uh, including 39 families on a given night in our area, and so within that, uh, those families that experience homelessness, uh, we have been able to identify through another study um, that only 3% of the children who are homeless and before the age of 6 are served in federally funded um, early childhood education programs. And that's an important piece of information to know. just about the homeless population in Birmingham um, and that we have about 39 families on a given night experiencing homelessness and then of course 900 people in our area on a given night. Um, We also know that uh, homelessness is a traumatic childhood event and it can have lasting negative effects on the health and development of children. But that safe and nurturing early learning childhood education experiences can help limit the harm done. Young children experiencing homelessness are often forced to grow up quickly um, because they spend their days in shelters designed for adults, in waiting rooms designed for adults, Um, and so this just adds to the trauma of being homeless at an early age. We believe at Pathways that children experiencing homelessness need a safe and nurturing space where they are free to just be kids. Pathways ELC provides that space, um, which is meeting a need, and it helps bridge the opportunity gap for children experiencing homelessness by preparing them with the resources that they need to succeed in future schooling. And so one of the things that uh, we are focused on is improving that 3%. And we think that Pathway's Early Learning Center is the tool that will do that and can
0: fill the gap. So before we we dive in to talk about the Early Learning Center, can you talk about some of the barriers faced by homeless families in accessing childcare and why that number is so low, why only 3% have access to federally funded early childhood education? We have collected
1: feedback from the homeless families that we've served um, over the years to get an understanding of this and the number one need identified um, in uh, mothers, fathers, parents living in shelter parents experiencing homelessness is access to child care that is timely and that is truly accessible. Uh, And so we knew that access to child care was a barrier for homeless families. We have seen, like I said, firsthand that uh, access to affordable and high quality childcare is an urgent and unmet need. And we felt like the transient nature of homelessness was contributing to this. So if someone signs up for um, a slot where there's a um, voucher-based assistance for childcare and they are waiting for their name to come up for a slot at a center that accepts the, uh, the voucher payment, for extremely low-income families, the family might be in a different place by the time that opportunity becomes available for the child. Um, Phone may be out of minutes, the family may have moved out of one shelter into another, the family may be living in a car. Um, And so we felt like what we were hearing is for homeless families, there just needed to be an easier and more direct way to access care for their children that were less than school age. And so what we decided is the Early Learning Center will increase direct services at the shelter level by having the Early Learning Center be operated by a homeless service provider that's already interacting with these families. And that other homeless service providers are able to interact easily with the ELC because it's at the level that families receive services, particularly at the level of of homeless services. And we think that this change will positively impact um, children experiencing homelessness and that they will have quicker access to child care that is low barrier and easy
0: to obtain. That's great, Carrie. And... I know it's uh, mid-November, but I believe the ELC opened the first of this month, right? Um, can, you, can you tell us more about it? What are the eligibility requirements? You mentioned the waiting period before. Is there a waiting period? Um, how many children are y'all able to accommodate right now?
1: So, um, to the first question is, uh, when did we open? The ELC officially opened its doors as a licensed child care center on November 1st, uh, 2021. The center's open Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. and is located in our building downtown. The ELC is available um, not only to the women and children staying in Pathways Emergency Shelter Program, but also to families staying in any homeless shelter in the Birmingham area, families sleeping outside, and families staying in any place not meant for human habitation, such as a tent or an automobile. Parents with children ages eight weeks to five years who meet these qualifications can simply call or visit Pathways to begin the enrollment process. Our center is designed to be as low barrier as possible, which means it is immediately available to families from their first day of homelessness. Our early learning center does not require parents to provide immunization documents and birth certificates at enrollment, as we have heard from families that this has been one of the main barriers preventing families experiencing homelessness from accessing um, other centers. Instead, our case managers work with the families to help them gain these documents so they are prepared to transition to another center as they regain housing. And then as far as um, who is eligible and is there any type of waiting period, uh, we are open to children eight weeks to five years old who sleep outside, who sleep in places not meant for human habitation, and who sleep in shelters. There's no waiting period if we have availability, and our center is licensed to serve 22 children.
0: And I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but it's also free. There's no cost to families, correct?
1: That's right. There's no cost to families um, for the child care services that they receive.
0: Great. So how are you, um, since this is open to families or women that are not utilizing services through Pathways, how are you uh, spreading the word um, about this, um, the ELC um, with other shelters or or people who may be in need?
1: We are part of a continuum of care that um, agencies who provide services to people experiencing homelessness are also a part of. And so we have gotten the word out through our continuum of care. Through faith-based partners um, that serve the homeless, we've um, issued press releases about it. It's all over our social media, so we have been able to get the word out um, about the center and particularly within the community of homeless service providers.
0: Well, Carrie, I know that you know we have been talking about this for for many years. So I know this was your vision you know, prior to the pandemic. But I just wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, did you see the need for childcare increase since the start of the pandemic, um, where this became an even greater need for for families?
1: I think what we saw through the pandemic is everybody, I don't care if you were housed, um, had a job that paid well, felt like you were um, a long way from being at risk of homelessness or, you know, at risk of losing any kind of supported services in your life. I think the pandemic brought into focus the the reality that we all need supportive services to go about our lives. We need health care. We need housing. Um, it was hard to uh, be safe at home if you didn't have a home to be in. Uh, home is tied to health, and we need child care. Uh, every person uh, who is working to support their family needs child care in order to do so. Uh, many people could not work during the pandemic um, and found difficulty uh, even working at home because their child care center was closed or. Things had changed um, and they were working remotely. Schools were closed, things like that. And so I think that what the pandemic brought into focus is none of us are immune from uh, needing s- each other and needing support um, in our lives. And so where prior to the pandemic, we were having this conversation about childcare being a need for homeless families and the reasons why. I believe that there are housed families who um, clearly understand and employers who understand why access to child care is important for um, all kinds of reasons, um, for working, for um, furthering education, for training opportunities. Child care is good for children um, from a socialization and learning aspect and many Parents were offering feedbacks about their children not getting to participate as much in learning opportunities and missing their friends and the socialization aspect. And so I think the pandemic just brought a lot of that into focus where uh, it's an easier conversation to have now about the need for child care. And there's a lot of conversation coming out of the pandemic. Um, I know we're not out of it, but where we are now in the phase of the pandemic about the need for universal childcare and you know childcare as a right, um, and so I just think that this is a timely development and it's something that people can understand
0: from a personal standpoint, having just been through what we've all lived through. Absolutely right. It it opened everyone's one's eyes to this issue. So I know that y'all just opened 18 days ago, but you know, kind of what's next for the ELC. Um, kind of what's on Pathways radar for the ELC.
1: One of our goals for the ELC is to relocate it out of Pathways building and find a, um, a location that would have an attached uh, playground for us and some parking. And so what's next for the ELC is to find a location Um, that has those two aspects and also where we can expand because we already know that we are not big enough to meet the need. We are licensed according to space and um, the space that we have is only licensed for up to 22 children. And so we would like to go to a space that is larger where we could be licensed to serve more children and, and meet the need that
0: is, that is out there. Well, I know as we wrap up, I wanted to give you the opportunity. Is there anyone or um, any organizations that you would like to thank for their support of the ELC?
1: I would just like to say that, you know, opening the Early Learning Center for Children Experiencing Homelessness has been our dream for the past three years. And the School of Public Health has been with us since the beginning of that. And so, of course, I would like to thank um, you all for your support and hosting fundraisers and having me on uh, this podcast to talk about, you know, what we're doing and just all the opportunities um, that have been provided. Uh, two pathways through the School of Public Health Partnership to really get the word out and, uh, and just the support. As far as opening the ELC from, ELC from zoning laws and health inspections to renovating our building uh, to the global pandemic, we just faced so many hurdles along the way, but we never gave up because we knew no matter how many setbacks we had that the, it was a worthy and noble mission and uh, we were committed to sticking with it. We wouldn't have um, been as confident that we could do this in the face of all those challenges without early believers uh, whose initial support brought the Early Learning Center to life. And so our program was definitely made possible by the Community Foundation of Greater Birmingham, the United Way of Central Alabama, Honda Manufacturing, Mike and Jillian Goodrich Foundation, the Daniel Foundation, the McWayne Foundation, Again, UAB School of Public Health, um, the Alabama Department of Early Childhood Education, and then the generosity of uh, two partners, um, First Presbyterian Church of Birmingham and First Methodist Church of Birmingham. Uh, And of course, we've had individual donors who have heard about what we're doing and and supported the mission. But the ELC will need ongoing support um, from this point forward to remain a vital resource for homeless families.
0: Well, and Carrie, that that leads excellent into my last question for you. You know, if someone is interested in supporting the work of the Early Learning Center or of other programs through Pathways, what can they do?
1: Well, there's a few ways to to reach out to us and to make contact with us. And anyone interested in supporting the center or another program of Pathways can reach out to us by emailing info, I-N-F-O, info at pathwayshome.org. I also encourage those wanting to keep up with what's going on at Pathways, learn about our current needs, um, to follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then signing up for our newsletter um, is a wonderful way to know what's happening here at Pathways across our many programs, how to become involved. And that can be done by visiting our website at pathwayshome.org. And also financial donations can be made um, on our website.
0: Well, Carrie, I think that's all the time that we have for today. I want to thank you again for being here and providing me and our listeners with this update from Pathways. I know us at the School of Public Health and and me personally, we are very excited to see this program launch and excited for its success. So thank you again for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And thank you to our listeners. Please tune in next time for another episode of Population Health Plugin.